Yes, indeed. Anybody just tuning in hasn't been keeping score. Listen to the Killogic Effect. You can find us lurking around all your favorite social media networks. And uh, right now, actually, you can find us live on an app called Wisdom. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a little bit. Uh, you can find us every day, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's uh, 2 p.m. GMT on the station you're listening to right now. XRP Radio, Triple Trouble Radio, a whole slew of others. And uh, you can find us over on Twitch and uh, all sorts of other kick-ass places. So, what is Wisdom? Well, Wisdom's a uh, pretty neat app I got uh, invited to just recently to uh, check out. It's a uh, live chatting um podcasting uh well whatever you need it to be kind of uh live discussion app um it uh brings forth well a lot of people sharing their wisdom and it uh well what is wisdom where do we get wisdom anyway well some would say uh wisdom comes with age Eh, not necessarily. I know quite a few uh, older folk that are uh, dumber than the box of rocks. But um, I, uh, I personally, I think wisdom comes with experience. Um, it can come with age. I mean, some of those things are synonymous. But I think, um, I think overall. Um, you get you get more wisdom the more you uh, you experience things or uh, or at least try um, try to learn um, from others. Um, those that um, don't try to learn from others' mistakes, good, bad, indifferent, um, you have a very narrow path. Uh, that you are uh, walking. A lot of people, you know, and especially these days, they really uh, pigeonhole themselves and reserve themselves to only certain ways or lines of thinking. And, um, you know, those those aspects and that, you know, idea is used by political types, by, um, you know, even people up in the media and all that. Um, they they use these pathways they steer you into in order to control, um, you know, one big overarching story rather than all the other little pieces that are actually there. Um, you know, the, the sad truth about uh, the news and the media today, they're more about, um, you know, steering you, making you look over here while something else is going on over there. Um you know, the, the, the fact that, um, you know, they can't seem to walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, we can only focus on, you know, two or three uh, big things. And then everything else kind of gets washed over um, if, if talked about at all. Um, and they are seemingly purposely trying to make people forget about, you know, like, hey, did... You know, and we're not getting political here, but did you know that, uh, you know, people in Flint still don't have clean drinking water? What? How is it 
that we are in the richest country on the planet, bar none. There is no other that is richer than us. And every measurement of the metric, um, well, I guess you could say that uh, there's a, well, we'll get into that. But anyway, um, how is it that we are this, this just banging with cash, cash be falling out of our American pockets, figuratively, that is. I know a lot of people are struggling out there right now, but I don't understand how that, how that is, how that we, uh, we, we live in the richest country on the planet, but we still have cities and stuff without clean drinking water. That's still a thing. And, you know, like... I'm all about the Elon Musks and pe- people like that putting their money into aiding the planet and making Starlink and all this other stuff. And, yeah, you want to build your rocket ships, that's cool. But how about a few millionaires just say, hey, how about we fix Flint on my dime? And then we'll put, like, a plaque or a statue of me or something in the middle of the city. Sure, dude. As long as they get to drink water out of the tap, that would be cool. Um, You know, these things... Uh, you know, and these are the things that um, get washed over or don't talk about anymore because uh, we don't want you to be mad about that anymore. We want you to be mad about these things. Well, I don't want to be mad about those things. I'm kind of upset about, you know, the things in my personal life right here. Um, you know, the things that everybody is uh, sharing the same problems. And the fact that every every where you look it's just division 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 oh you know i don't understand how you know these people that you know claim they want to bring everybody together also wants to put everybody in their own little compartments it's it's unhealthy it's not a good uh way of thinking and it's a good thing that we have places to escape to like you know like this radio radio and uh places uh, to come and chat and get things uh, off of our domes because we are all being kind of locked up in um, in our own little worlds. And it's, you know, by design in a way. Um, again, it's much easier to uh, to control the outlook on things if everybody is kind of viewing the same things in the same ways, right? So that's why I get all upset when there's other platforms that arise and there's other places people could go to actually talk and share ideas. Um, you know, the, uh, the fact that I didn't know about uh, the app Wisdom or whatever um, until it was brought to my attention. You know, this thing should be kind of higher up on the app list, I would think. You know, a place that people can come together and share ideas and talk about things, maybe. I don't know. I I think it's uh, great. I think places like Twitch. I've talked an awful lot about how Twitch is a great place that it puts people back in touch with each other in some sort of uh, a meaningful way. That uh, we can interact with each other live and in real time, no matter where you are on the planet. Um, technology has seen fit to connect us in a lot of awesome ways. But it's also found very strange and precise ways of dividing us. And 
there's a lot of people sucked into the whole, you know, the game or the the world, and you know, you need to take a step back every once in a while and look at the bigger picture. And people, it's hard to look at the bigger picture when you're sucked up into it, right? And I think that's what, you know, and when, you know, we're being, you know, led down past to disagree or, or, or fight or whatever, it's because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, the fact remains we have way more in common than we than we do the things that separate us, you know. But whenever I hear some talking head from any place talking about the things that make us different, I already tune you out. I already, because you are focusing on dividing, and you wanna you wanna remind people that oh you're different because of the good good we need everybody to be different, that's good, and you know, the more we see and understand these differences and understand that hey yeah we're all different but wait a minute we're all kind of you know the same because at the end of the day most of us. Most of us, and I would, I would dare say, I can speak for the human race. Most of us want the same basic things at the end of the day. You know, we want to feel comfortable, safe in our surroundings. We want, you know, simple things that we kind of overlook. You know, we we think basic amenities and stuff like that. But when it comes right down to it, you want to be, you know, comfortable in your own being, right? You want to be comfortable in your surroundings. You want to be, you know. And that's that's the world that we all want to be a part of and live in. But there are those out there that will take advantage of those those groups or people that are different and use them as tools, as devices, in order to to push forth their means and their you know way of wanting to have things and. And at the end of the day, it doesn't have anything to do with these people or this thing at all. It's it's all just about whoever is seeking to divide. And, you know, I, we, we see this, obviously, you see it in, in politics. It's rampant in politics. But we're also seeing it in other places, you know, or we're also seeing it in education systems and people that mean well but you don't understand when you use your your way of going about this you follow that road it's like you haven't followed this all the way through you haven't you haven't like <laughs> you haven't gone down the path and at least you know did a little bit of a thought experiment with this and seen wait a minute uh i think maybe I'm the bad guy that I'm trying to make everybody be against. Wait a minute. And, you know, that's, you know, I mean, there's a big focus, you know, on race and sexuality and and all that. And these are, look, man, these are human things that we really as a society, have been past a lot of this. 
But there are those that want to keep driving it into the ground and using it. Nope, nope. These are things that make us different. And every and and people hate this. I'm telling you, there's people out there that hate this. Yeah, there are other people that hate everything. But you can't use the lowest common denominator as the the thing that we make you know laws and rules on. I mean, really, that's what we're gonna really. We're going to use the, the least thing that could possibly happen as the control. Hmm. That doesn't seem to be very intelligent to me, and it doesn't seem that it's going to end well at all. Um, again, we, we get... We put too much faith into institutions and people that we think are, you know, they're hired to look out for our best interests. But are they really, though? Are they? And people get sucked into their sides. Everything's about a side. And, you know, you can, it's like nobody wants to question their own side. And... You know, how good is your side, I I use air quotes, if it can't be questioned, if it can't be, hey, wait a minute, I'm all about what we're doing, but I do have a couple questions about a few things. What? What do you mean you have questions? That's, you know, what are you, a Nazi? I mean, come on. You know, we should be able to have conversations so people understand exactly what is going on you know and it's these things that want to be glossed over all the time and all the aspects you know and now we have all this money hungry tactics through through political means even that creeps into music you know that the, you got the the EU and well the UK starting this whole they're acting like this is all about getting royalties to independent artists but we know damn well just by looking at it on paper no money is going to anybody but the people that are creating this system. No money is ever going to get to an artist through this system. It can't. I don't understand how it would. So it's all just a game. It's all another trick to take money out of now out of musicians' hands and put it into governmental types or whoever's, um, investors, um, people that back these silly laws that try to control the flow of music. They are literally trying to stomp down independent radio. Well, the reasoning is because it's a threat. It takes a big chunk of change out of the mainstream. It It's taking millions if not billions of dollars away from the mainstream. They've had a hard time these days controlling the flow of music. They've had a, a real difficult time being gatekeepers anymore. It used to be that you your only means of getting music 
was to go to stores and get this. This was highly controlled, and your your independent scene was a little section. Well, you flip onto the internet side of things, and inter- and independent music is basically the majority of the music that can be found on the internet. Even, well, think about it. Even when you listen to, like, YouTube videos and they have that um, royalty-free music in the background, all that stuff's made by independent creators. So instead of, you know, the the, the mainstream kind of loosening up a little bit and letting some of their music be used a bit, they've tried to tighten up with the DMCA and go after creators on Twitch that play you know, music in the background. Well, here's the thing that they didn't realize, and Twitch turned around and said, well, we'll make our own little in-house Spotify that's solely driven by independent music. Mainstream tried to sue Twitch for this and tried to back them in to a licensing agreement to make them pay them. They took them to court over this. In fact, they're still trying to and Twitch made its own in-house Spotify called Twitch Soundtrack and it's solely driven by independent music. Any independent artists out there that aren't a part of that or uh, if you're on uh, DistroKid and places like that, you have an option. There's a, there's a checkbox I believe that says you know, uh, make it so your music um can be available for Twitch soundtrack and they will uh, get you on all sorts of playlists over there. It's it's a platform that's used by over 30 million users a day at any given time. Um, if you're an independent artist, you probably want to be over there in some way, shape, or form. And if you're a music creator, that would be a great place that isn't really talked about a whole lot, but it's because Twitch is its own little it's its own little world. We'll say, you know, I mean, not not as much as like uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you could say, oh, well, they're their own little worlds too, but they're more integratable with each other, or you know, uh, people that usually there's a lot of people that are on both one or the other. Twitch is, um, is a, it's a different breed over there. It's a different way of taking in content. It's all live in real time. Now, there are channels over there. Um, there's TV channels. In fact, you can watch Bob Ross 24 hours a day. Now, right there, that for me is worth the price of admission, which is free. Um, you do not have to make an account uh, to to view Twitch, you only need to make an account if you want to interact with Twitch, which is an obvious thing. But the cool thing is, is it's not like Facebook or Twitter where you can't be a part of, you can't even view the platform, basically, unless you have an account. And they've tightened way up on that. Um, now they won't even let you uh, view videos from Facebook. You can't even, like, send them to a friend. They have to have a Facebook account to view most videos. But, um... It's well. Look, overall, 
having a platform that people can go view and you know be a part of and don't necessarily need to make an account you know it, it, it's kind of like a live in real time YouTube we'll say um, but there's so many neat creators over there it's not um, just gaming in fact gaming is uh, you know in a lot of ways almost taking a back seat to all the other stuff um, that is over there and that includes um, you know musicians and uh, independent creators of uh, of all kinds, but the the music industry, the mainstream music industry is is trying its hardest to stifle the independent music industry in any way it possibly can, and that includes court cases. I mean, they are. Um, they're using the DMCA basically as a weapon um, to stifle any creator. And it's so dumb because when people like, just for instance, for people out there that don't understand, like when people are hanging out and there's somebody playing a game, okay, you can talk to the person playing the game. They can talk to you through, you know, through chat or whatever, but you're also interacting with all the other people that are in, in the chat. You know, that's part of the big thing. Well, what happens a lot of the times is um, the audience can make, they can interact with the stream, like play different music, um, and they can like request music. Um, some of it set up that they can just, you know, make uh, certain type certain um, commands in, and boom, music will start playing. They can make requests, all that good stuff. Well. Nine times out of ten, any time a song is playing, somebody is asking, who is this? What, where did you get this? What is this? Now, I'm, I'm not a big businessman or the head of any multi-million dollar franchise, but seeing this on every stream, every day, um, all the time, with damn near every song, that kind of tells me that, well, that's kind of free advertisement, isn't it? Because somebody's going to answer, and they're going to tell them, hey, this is such and such, and this is where you can go get it. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go find that music. Instead, they they put copyright strikes on these people like they're trying to make money off their music. and. No, in fact, they probably just made you money, but no, you'd rather shoot yourself in the damn foot, and nope, if uh, we can't have all the money, we don't, we don't want nothing. We don't want no help from you for free. Nope. If we can't control it, then um, we don't want to be a part of it. That's really kind of shoot yourself in the foot tactics, but okay, they mainstream, you go to it. At the end of the day, um, you know, unless they start really like, you know, trying to take down platforms like Bandcamp, um, they could come after radio um, all they want. It's it's one of them things. Internet radio is gonna, you know, it's gonna be like the cockroaches of you know the internet. It's, you can stomp some out over here, but they're just going to, you know, get up over there. Um, you know, they'll survive a whole nuclear holocaust and still, yeah, there'll be tunes playing somewhere. I, um, 
you know, I would think, you know, now Sony has um, a division called Black Star Records. And what they've been doing is, well, they've been scooping up a few of my friends, actually. Um, and they've been setting them up, signing them up, putting them on a tour. They got a new album coming out. Um, it seems like Black Star is really doing good by a lot of these um, independent artists. Um, I do believe there's going to be a like another uh, remember like the Seattle invasion or the you know the the UK invasion, all that type of stuff. I think we're going to have um, another kind of explosion of music suddenly um, if everything goes as planned and it will be coming more out of the um, the northeast um, or the eastern um, side of the country um, it always seems like the 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 record companies or whatever um, the labels and stuff they always seem to kind of you know, go in these cycles where they go, you know, because we've had, you know, uh, a bunch of bands that came out, you know, like when Godsmack and all them came out, those were all New England bands. Uh, Ra, Ra, which is back in, um, they'll, uh, they're going to be releasing an album very soon. They're going to be on tour. Um, so many um, awesome albums, like another band I work with, Signal to Noise, they just got signed. Um, Lone Wolf James, just got signed to Dark Star Records. Um, there's a lot of artists getting picked up by uh, Dark Star Records. Um, now, we've been working with them uh, directly or indirectly for, let's say, the better half of 10 years. <laughs> and um, it's it's been... Um, it's been interesting seeing um, the bands that um, that get scooped up, and you know I got to tell you to people out there that you know wonder, um, you know exactly, you know what do I need to do? Is well, you know, timing, right place at the right time, type of thing, um, always is a factor, no matter what, and you know, but in order to be in that right place at the right time, you got to get out, you got to be playing, you got to be putting yourself in front of these people. Now, also, it doesn't hurt to connect with some of these bands um, and their audience that um, is getting signed up with some of these labels. Um, there are a few labels that I, I would um, recommend uh, people checking out um, Eclipse Records Inverse Records those are um, on the European side but they deal with they also deal with bands like Eclipse Records has picked up uh, quite a few acts um, on the American side of the globe and they are more of a I'll say a la carte type uh, label where you can kind of, but anybody that's on Eclipse Records is they they look like a million dollars, man. I mean, they they really put 
the the production value into videos and into um, you know the the overall the whole picture. Um, you know, when you get a press kit from these peeps, um, it's like, yep, this is this is going to be good. You can always expect from certain labels that you're going to get quality content. Um, there's there's a lot of the the smaller labels and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, to get yourself out there, um, you know, it's it's really coming down to connecting with with audiences, connecting, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't mean to say that like you need to piggyback on other artists or things like that, but you also you you need to be able to, you know, read the tea leaves so to speak or see, you know the the flow and where people are at. Um, and there's a, like, there's a, uh, band from, um, was it Manch Vegas, New Hampshire? Uh, Manch Vegas is a made up word, but, um, Manchester, uh, New Hampshire, uh, they call it Manch Vegas. Um, <laughs> if, if you go, you'll know exactly why, but, um, they, there's a band out of there, sepsis, um, which I believe they'll be, um, you know, getting uh, signed up in some way, shape, or form very soon. Because again, they're they're at the grind. They have a, a huge audience over on Twitch. They have a, a huge audience on well, a, a lot of the the social platforms. But they 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 put they put the effort in. Some one of them, and it. To be honest, it's it's usually um, just a couple of them that are predominant um, on the uh, the band pages doing this. But either way, there's always something going on. There's always news. There's always them finding ways to interact, give stuff away. Um, you know, it's it 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 pains me to see how. Music has become the secondary thing. You know, it's like the vessel that brings people in in order to sell merch. Um, but that, at the end of the day, um, is a slope that has been started from way before the uh, the independent music scene. Um, even the major label bands have had to struggle with the fact that we're not getting paid for this album. We're only getting paid for t-shirt sales and stuff when we're on tour. Um, there's a lot of bands that have signed into contracts that, you know, that's a lot of it how it works. You know, the, the label is, they're going to get their money. They're going to get it. And you, you're just a product. Um, and that's one of the things with with signing up with with major labels. You got to be very careful on who you're signing up with. And nowadays, there is you know rightful competition that doesn't have that major label backing, so to speak. But they they don't need it because they've already put the social media and advertising it's already down to a science for them and in a lot of ways the major label they're still figuring out how to use social media and how to use these platforms where a lot of the independent artists you know or these independent labels 
they've already got it down pat and they already know exactly what to do and exactly how much or how little money to throw at stuff where the major labels will just throw a ton of money at something and it ought to work we'll just just keep throwing money at it and eventually it'll work and you know yeah eventually some things do work but there's a lot of times where and we've all seen it where major labels throw a ton of money at things and they flop either way and we also see things i've brought this up quite a few times now, i'm not a fan of katie perry or anything like that but i'm not somebody's gonna shit on katie perry either you that or justin bieber any of that um i i give them all kudos for getting to where they they want to be and to to grinding and to you know um living the dream that they you know that they've had that's beautiful um, no matter if you like an artist's music or not, you have to, you know, have a little bit of respect for, you know, these, you know, even Justin Bieber. He he got uh, famous through YouTube, you know, but he still he had to put himself out there and do the work, you know. He, you know, but a lot of that, uh, again, right place, right time, timing was everything, and you know, he uh, he was a little heartthrob, I guess, and um, he got that that teen generation that they are so desperately after because when you control the teen generation you get the money from them you get the money from their parents and then you continue to keep those fans up into adulthood from when they're really making money <laughs> yeah manch vegas is the cheesy straight home says um so Again, look, uh, a lot of these um, independent labels are going to do a lot better by people than the the mainstream ever will. The mainstream is going to buy you up and make you as a product. And again, about the like the Katy Perry thing, there. This video, you can go check it out. But Katy Perry um, was nothing like she is today. Um, and that, and I don't mean this in any bad way. I'm not throwing shade on Katy Perry. Um, it's just a, a, an example of how when you get put into the machine, you start to turn into a product, and they're going to have you do what whatever's making them money. It's not about your art anymore. It's about using you as... You brought in all the fans with your art. Now let's just put as least amount of money as this as impossible, and then uh, sell you as whatever is trending right now. <clears throat> and that's not to say that a lot of the things that she did or whatever wasn't her ideas or whatever. Um, but she is a totally different creature from when she was, you know, um, a folk singer um, and cafes and bars. And <clears throat> it's. Again, not throwing shade. It's just an example of being put in that machine and no longer almost being, you know, unrecognizable to the the fans that were with you from the beginning. And now, like the mainstream does, it strays away from those fans in order, you know, and it chases after the trend. And those trends don't last long, man. We see movies and everything flop because when they were making the movie, um, you know, this was a big problem in society or everybody, or this was popular or everybody was pissed about this thing. 
And then when, by the time the movie comes out, everybody's over it, and now all the shit you put on screen is just eye-rolling. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is cringe. This is terrible. I hate this. I don't need to be told about masculinity anymore. Come on. No, not everything is toxic. Okay. It's like, you know, it gets old, man. It really does. And people are sick of it. And But the, the problem is, is like um, they start measuring... Um, they start using silly metrics to measure what is good and what is bad. Um, it's like when Netflix takes off a show um, or a series that had a lot of fans behind it, but they don't think it was doing good. It's not that it wasn't doing good. It's that you're not doing good, Netflix, overall. Um, you know, not only some of the shady practices, and that's another thing I wanted to get to, to explain to people because I don't think people quite understand how these numbers work on the internet and I will tell you right now right from rip a lot of them are bullshit period when you're live and in real time you will you, you see numbers come in those have more quantifiable connections to them okay you can not to freak people out but when, like, on the back end of a radio station, when people are tuning in or whatever, um, you know, you can see where people are tuning in from. You can see, um, you know, in some cases, you can even see devices or what they're, you know, whether they're tuning in from mobile or PC or whatnot. Um, and again, not to freak you out, but this is like this for damn near everything. So, welcome to the internet. But when you have places like Spotify, Okay, let's do some simple math. If you get Windows 10, uh, we'll say Windows 10 Pro, Spotify already comes in it. Now that's counted as uh, something that it's already in, so that's already part of a metric. Now most people, they just automatically will have an account or make an account, they won't even use it. Then you have the silly things like this. Did you know, and Starbucks isn't the only company that does this, but did you know all their employees get um, Spotify Premium for free, just for being an employee? Now, that you might think that's great, but I know for a fact that a great deal of them employees don't even listen to Spotify, but they're still counted as a user, but they're not using anything. So the numbers that they get from Spotify of their overall base, a lot of that is really inflated. So when we right from the foundation of not even the people that are listening to playlists, but right from the foundation, right from Jump Street, half of your listener base is bullshit. It those numbers those. No, they're, 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 those aren't people that are actually using Spotify. So now we have a multi-billion-dollar company that based its that has its investments and everything based on numbers that w- were rigged from the beginning. 
Because when you make deals with companies and tell them, oh, yeah, um, give all your employees to you know, Spotify, because they don't care about the premium. They want the numbers. And then that tells the ad people that, wow, look at all these people that have Spotify. We need to put some ad revenue into this company. Throw money at Spotify fast. So they do, and that's how a company um, that's built solely off bullshit numbers becomes a multi-billion dollar company. Now, let me back that up a little bit. I won't say solely off of bunk numbers, but a great deal of the numbers is padded. It's just a fact. There's no way around that. Um, even they, when you look into their whole thing, which they make very difficult. In fact, I will post the, um, there's a PDF. They don't really want you <laughs> seeing it. But um, it's all about uh, how Spotify breaks down the money and how they break down listeners and then how um, they they quantify their their listener base and you start to see some weird discrepancies in the numbers rate for, it's like wait a minute there's these numbers but then I know reality and I know how people work and this doesn't seem to be hmm but then they do smart things like they you know a lot of people put Spotify playlists um, in stores or whatever because it's a lot easier to control the music um, but sadly for Spotify, that is. Pandora already kind of cornered the market on stores and on, you know, people, um, you know, putting radio in their business. Um, we have um, uh, quite a few places, um, depending on what radio station you're on, um, just about all of them, um, have, you know, businesses or places that have us going all the time. Um but obviously, it's it pales in comparison to like Pandora or one of those. But then we get into the Pandora thing. Pandora and actual artists have talked about this, and this happens a lot where they try to boost the numbers for any given artist by always putting them up next. So... Um, the numbers will artificially jump because when people are like, no, I don't want to listen to that, and we'll say it's uh, um, uh, whatever song, um, some Nickelback, okay? Um, they'll have that come on. You know, it'll come up every time, and people will skip it. Well, once it plays that first note, it's a play. Whether you skipped it and listened to the whole thing or not, so by by the way that they push the tunes out, they can control the numbers artificially, again, padding the numbers. Now, we have people actually taking notice to this. The FTC is going to really have um, a lot of fun with all this because Netflix just got busted for padding their numbers. Among, <laughs> right amid their stock dropping dramatically, which hey, Netflix stock has dropped a thousand times, and it'll you know it'll probably drop and come back up a thousand more. I'm not into 
um, the stock things as much as like, well, my son or something, but, um, hey, man, get out of my drink. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, and see, and we got people like, um, straight Homer over here, um, which is a uh, dude guy, man, dude, catch his show every Tuesday over on Triple Trouble Radio, Digital Revolution Radio, 1 p.m. Eastern, I mean, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Fridays at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Excellent show, uh, music from, you know, independent scene, mainstream, uh, a lot of new stuff, a lot of just awesome stuff, a lot of, uh, a lot of fun all around. Um, you'll at least laugh a couple times, whether it be at him or something he played on the radio. <laughs> so good times had by all. Go check out Dude Guy Man Dude every Tuesday and Friday. And we're on Triple Trouble Radio and Digital Revolution Radio. Now, um, yeah, he's he was saying how you know he's never um, used Spotify one time now. I'm I'm almost in that um in that camp but um from a couple like friend artists or whatever I usually when I'm sharing links of your band or whatever Spotify is usually going to be the last one I'm going to share I'm going to share the ones that will help you the most um you know if you have a Bandcamp link you're going to get way more money from Bandcamp than you have from Spotify um you know, if I'm quite sure people are going over to buy your merch or whatever, I'm not going to send them to Spotify. Um, you know, but uh, at the same time, you know, if that's the links you want me to share and that's what you've, you know, putting out or whatever, that's great. Um, and uh, this last Christmas, I had to uh, share... Bangalore's um because he finally was able to get all the rights and all that sorted out so all of his uh christmas music uh was up the whole set list from the ugly christmas sweater thing and he had a whole thing he wanted to to share so so yeah i couldn't say no to the man i mean come on it's christmas <laughs> so but um yeah uh the spotify when it comes down to it um, is kind of the enemy of the artist. Um, they're just there, you know. I I think it's funny how everybody had a problem when Napster was doing it, but now Spotify, they could play your music all they want and not pay you, and it's fine. Um, they're, they're making way too much money uh, to not be cutting in the artists just a tad more. Um, so, hopefully, a few more trips up to the old Congress or whatever will, um, you know, I mean, because here's the thing, and we're not going to delve into politics, but, um, as we go further, we're getting, uh, more and more younger people into, uh, government, and these pe- these younger people, um, also understand that uh, artists and stuff um, are getting screwed over by these big companies. The only good thing that I will always 
you know, look, Spotify is a tool at the end of the day. It should not be your end-all, be-all of the place that you're striving to be the the number one on. Or the, you know, if, hey, if you're getting great numbers on Spotify and all that, that's great. But don't put all your eggs in one Spotify basket. Put them in a, you know, have a, have a band camp basket and have, you know, um, there's a bunch of other platforms, obviously. We could get into all that. In fact, I got a list of some ones that I recommend. But Spotify, one thing that it does do, um, and the way that it operates is it puts artists, independent artists, and mainstream artists almost on a level platform when it comes to people making playlists and people, you know, because they're not making playlists, you know, around whether the artist is mainstream or not. They're ma- making playlists around a certain kind of music, a genre, um, a mood. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I think that's kind of neat how people have gotten into that, you know, but at the same time, it's like, here I am over here. I play live radio every day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you make playlists, huh? That's cute. <laughs> you ever tried doing it live off the cuff? <laughs> have fun with that. What does this button do anyway? Oh no, we have dead air. So, I, uh, I, I can, you know, respect the platform for that alone. Uh, but when, you know, it comes to all the other metrics that, uh, that are involved with Spotify, they are blatantly ripping people off and... And, um... Something's going to have to change about that. Oh, we got a guess, do we? All right. Dr. Oh, we lost him. Oh, we had somebody. Now, how do I get out of that? Oh, there we go. One of the cool things about this uh, wisdom app that we're uh, on this morning is uh, you can bring people into the conversation. Um, I believe um, you can only bring one in at a time, but... It's it's kind of neat. It's like using the um, a lot of the same power like Discord. Um, and anybody that um, doesn't know about Discord, oh, Discord. And there's a um, a couple other companies that are all um, platforms that are alternatives to it. Uh, but Discord is pretty cool because you basically make your own little social media platform with your own things on it and your own topics and you. Um, it's more of a in-house controlled thing. Um, you can also broadcast through it. You can do a lot of neat things. And, um, uh, when you integrate it into, uh, uh, gaming and all that good stuff, you can, um, talk to people live in real time. 
whilst you're doing things together. Technology, man, it's a beautiful thing. Gotta love it. But um, at the end of the day, you know, people need to understand that um, when they're dealing with these platforms or any of these things, um, or even you know, looking at the media for that matter and uh, how you view any of that you've got to remember at the end of the day they are a business and they are trying to make money that is the first thing that is on their list like one thing that um, back when um, I was uh, in a media class in high school and uh, one of the first things I learned about, you know, like broadcast television and stuff like that and like the news is first and foremost, they're trying to sell refrigerators and toasters. Then comes the news. The news is just a vessel to get you to buy these things. Um, the only way they can afford to be on the station they're on or the network they're on is because of advertisers. And at the end of the day, some advertisers with a lot of money can control the flow of information. And that has become quite a problem, hasn't it? Now, we don't need to get into all that right now, but um, it, it, it does kind of run synonymously with places like like say like Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. Twitter operates a bit different, so I guess it's not exactly the same as what I'm getting at, but they purposely stifle music. They they make it harder to to share it, harder to get it out there unless you're paying them money. If they see you start to generate a big audience organically, they will find a way to shut it down. Um, it's just the way that it works. They don't want all the, if all these people are going to be over here paying attention to you, we want to be making some money off of it. And we're not making any money. You're getting all this attention and we haven't sold one damn thing. And Zuckerberg needs some more sweet baby rays. So come on now. Pay us money. Now I've, my, myself, I've um, never personally uh, boosted or paid for any. Um, I I just depend on the organics of it all, or um, you know, and that's why I like people sharing things and stuff is so important because it naturally, um, you know, if, if you can get something to naturally go viral without having to uh, to pay for it. Um, you know that's that's awesome. That's a beautiful thing. But it takes it takes a team, and I know this. You know because I work with a lot of people that you know we get a lot of traction on. You know certain posts, but you know it's because certain pages we have. You know have you know twenty thousand followers or whatever. You know it's you, you got to grind. But at the end of the day, you know who's sitting back making all the money. <laughs> The people that own the platform you're on to begin with. But when it comes to 
how to get music out there and some of the best ways, um, you know, to do it organically. Um, you know, uh, look, if you're, if you're going to be really serious about it, unless you have a team of people that are willing to be consistent with you and, um, you know, help you, uh, get things out there. Um, it, it is going to take, you know, some ingenuity and perhaps, um, a little bit of money, but if you spend your money wisely and advertise yourself wisely, it, you know, a little bit can go a long way. And I, uh, you know, I myself um, have been just getting into, uh, we're going to be putting out um, a lot more shorter videos and stuff like that. It's kind of help peeps, um, like simple things like I've noticed still, um, even people that have been in the scene for a while have a hard time uh, with press kits. And... Press kits are very important and can be a big waste of time if they're not correctly put together. Now, there's no, I would say there's no like specific template or this is exactly the way that things should be done. Um, every act or every... Um, you know, promoter or whatever might see things a little bit different or might want to, um, you know, advertise things a bit different. Uh, but most usually, um, you know, logos, info, and music. Um, those are like three things. And then the biggest important thing of them all, because all of that will mean absolutely nothing if you don't label your stuff correctly, you do not even realize how many bands waste so much of their time and effort putting out music that isn't labeled. So when someone like me gets it, and I hear it, and I'm like, yeah, I want to play this on the radio, but I have no idea what the name of the song is at all. You, you can't. So, and then I'm only going to go so far to try to find it because you come in a pile of, say, a thousand emails at any given day. So, dedicating more time than is necessary into your press kit because you can't label things correctly is just, it's not going to happen. Um... Again, you are in a pile of a ton of people that are trying to get, you know, my or people like me attention and put you on the radio and talk about you. Um, if you don't give me something, you know, to talk about or the correct information so that I can tell people about you, it it's all for nothing. There's some other approaches that... Um, some people take that I won't say it's wrong I just I don't think it's wise is they will they put all the info for the band and everything Spotify links are not 
playable. Even if we could play them on the radio, it would be illegal because it goes against uh, that's that goes back into padding the numbers because now you get two for one. Spotify gets a play when they shouldn't have been because we're playing it on the radio. You see what I mean? So it's like a, a two for one plus uh, Spotify. Their bit rate is such shit that we can't even play it on the radio if we wanted to. Um, we actually stream radio live at a higher bit rate than Spotify has music sitting in a server. So, yeah, mull that one over there for a minute. You know, and these are the things that it's like if. <sighs> If Spotify is going to be this big multi-billion dollar and leading the charge, why can't your quality be there? Why, why, why? What's wrong? And why can't the bands have links? Why does it have to be a big jumbled mess? Why? Just why? I don't understand how something that is so big and, you know, supposedly supposed to be the, the, the thing... You can't even give bands links. You can't even stream the music at a reasonable bit rate that is quality. Like, if I'm going to put Spotify through an actual, like, big house stereo or something, once you get to turning it up, you start realizing, oh, I see. Huh. So, I, I just, I don't understand it. I really don't. I, I, I get the appeal. It's like, it's look, it's where everybody is, so that's where we want to go. But just because everybody's there doesn't mean that that's, you know, I mean, or, you know, a lot of their audience is people that, you know, teenagers and, you know, people that don't understand music quality. or. But we're getting off track. When you send Spotify links, all it does is maybe gives a DJ a chance to preview your music. But then you have contact info at the bottom that you want the DJ to fill out. Again, now, let's just run through this math in our head and see how you've added steps unnecessarily. Because now... You want me to send... You've already sent me this press kit. But now you want me to send you info for the email address that you just sent a press kit to so you can send me music now. You added steps. That's not cool. That's not... You're not helping yourself. Because guess what? You have to... You have to, like remind yourself or tell yourself or just think everybody is lazy everybody is going to take the past path of least resistance now if you're in a pile of a bunch of other bands and i'm looking at the clock and i'm like how long have i been sitting here going through music and now you want me to send you me your email address you already have my email address you just send me music I mean, you just sent me your press kit. Now send me the music. It's just, don't add steps. I'm not going to do, you know, chances are, click, right swipe or whatever. 
left swipe, what, what, whatever swipe it is that says, nah, I'm good. Um, yeah, you're adding steps. Um, don't do that. You know, uh, if, you know, you're, I don't know how to say this without sounding mean, but your music isn't valuable to anybody because nobody knows about it yet. So it's valuable to you because you made it. And yes, it is worth something, but not yet until people hear that, whoa, and people are never going to hear it if you make it hard for people like myself to to get it out there and to show people, you know, um, you know, me playing your music on the radio isn't giving your music away. First of all, it's, it takes some steps to even record uh, radio. People out there have done it, but the uh, we're talking, you know, the amount of people probably on the planet you could, you know, count on both hands um, that are recording internet radio and trying to pirate songs. Um, we have had it happen on. Um, uh, XRP Radio, some big fans of a band that I won't mention, just because. But um, they they were doing a um, a sneak peek preview of some songs for uh, Tiz's show, and they came on the show. They did an interview and everything, and they and they showed these songs that weren't even going to be released yet. A big fan recorded the whole interview and everything and then chopped out the songs and, you know, put them songs out there. This isn't something that normally happens, and it was squashed right away. It it just, as soon as it was up, it was taken down. Um, you know, not only did this person, you know, break copyright laws and all that, but it's just a dick move. And... You know, if the band wants to release, they're going to release it. Um, you know, when I get music sent to me, you know, it's with the trust that nobody else is going to get this. This is for you to play on your show and, you know, get out there for us, not uh, for your own personal um, enjoyment or to pass on to your friends. Um, even when I'm passing things on to other DJs, other shows that I am networked with, I let artists know that, hey, just to let you know, and it, you know, 99.9% of the time, they're like, awesome, that's, that's, that's great, you know, I've, I have had the, the one odd one where, you know, I just want you to have it, no other DJs, no other shows or whatever, I, I've had that before, but it's, it's, it's a rarity because it, it really kind of doesn't make sense, you know. Uh, but there are people out there that aren't looking for, you know, a lot of people to be into their thing. They're just doing it because they enjoy it. And, you know, you happen to be their friend and they see you enjoy it and you want to play it on the right. That's cool. But they don't, you know, I I understand that. I respect that totally. But, you know, at the same time, you know, when people, I, I understand the whole you know, you're going to covet the thing that you create and, you, you know, you've put a lot of, you know, uh, work and passion and um, all this into this art. Um, and, it, and it feels like just giving it away is like just giving it away. But it's really the music is the advertisement of the whole package. Um, that is the vessel that will bring them to see more of your music. 
Um, that's like one of the things with our band camp set up. Um, you can go through and listen to an album, but you can only do it once. You know, they, they only let you sample it. Um, if you want to hear this album more, you have to buy it. You know, it's, it's just, and that's, that's great. Um, at least with YouTube, um, you can get more of a return on your investment. I mean, the, the bar is pretty high when it comes to, to getting, you know, noticed out there and being, um, you know, picked up by, by labels or even by radio people or whatever. Um, you know, look, there's, you can, you can be sending your music out to a hundred different stations and, you know, in a hundred different ways and it never get on the air. Doesn't mean that it's any good, you know, or that it's no good. I mean, it just means sometimes that it probably comes down to your press kit and, the way that you've presented yourself or what, you know, like <clears throat> I can talk about bands that I don't have any music from or newer music from because, you know, people have heard them before. Like if I say, uh, Lamb of God or, um, you know, or even like a local act, like, uh, you know, an indie act like sepsis or whatever. Um, is going to be coming out with new music and you know I mentioned all that in a you know in a in a whole news bit talking about you know new music coming out and I don't have the new music yet but I you know that's because you've heard them or you know of them or you can go find them um somewhere and and hear that but you know the not letting at least, you know, one or two songs out for people to get an idea and then just hope that people are going to, what, get curious and come check you out. Um, the chances of radio people mentioning an artist that they've never talked about before, that they don't have any music to show, is slim to none. It's just a waste of airtime. Um because nobody's going to get anything from this. Nobody, you know, the chances of somebody going, huh, uh, Cindy, somebody put out some new music. Hmm. I'll have to write that. Oh, and they're going to release it for real on what day? Oh, okay, I'll write that down. Said nobody ever. So, you know, these are things that people need to... You know, a lot of when you're sending stuff out, a lot of it you need to think about being the re the person that receives it, and you need to also like remind yourself or put yourself in that person's shoes and tell yourself that oh yeah, and this person is very lazy, you know. And I'm not trying to say that like DJs are, are lazy or what. I'm just you have to make things as easy as possible. Um, the the less hoops that you're making DJs or people um, <laughs> that, uh, straight home says if you send me just a crotchify link I will block you <laughs> blocked Spotify eh blocked <laughs> uh, um, 
but yeah, I, uh, I I see it all the time with you know great music and artists putting out this phenomenal stuff, but they have some type of fear that if they let this piece of music go, that it's going to get pirated and then they're going to see it all over the internet. Well, if that happens, trust me, it will only be good. <laughs> if if you're in a, you know, if you've made something that people want to steal, then that's actually a good thing, kind of, right? Because you've made something so good, people want to commit felonies to have it. That's, in a weird way, that's actually, a, you know, a good thing. Um, so, but I think that's what's in some people's heads. Like, they think, you know, it's like, and not to be mean, but you're not pop. You're not popular enough, or nobody knows you, or nobody. You know, you don't have anything anybody cares about because they haven't even heard you yet. And so, you got to be willing to put that first thing out there. You got to be willing to just say, "Here, check this out," um, and have the thing that makes people want more or want to come check you out. Put out that beautiful piece of art that has people going. Whoa, where do I find this? And more of it. I need this in my life type stuff. The only way that's going to happen is if you put yourself out there and if you put that art out there. Um, you know, I understand the, the coveting aspect of it. Um, I, I write music myself. I'm, I'm not ignorant to the work or anything that goes into to putting together uh, songs right down from you know just writing the thing to making it an actual piece of music down to the the mixing the mastering all the little intricate things that almost make it not a song in your mind anymore because it's a bunch of mechanical things all put together to make this song <laughs> um you know it can it can all be so daunting and so time consuming and it seems like such a such a waste to just give it away well let me let me help you with this and help you frame it in a better way what you've done is you've created the best advertisement that you could possibly make with with music that's what your first piece or that piece that you're going to be putting out there that's the advertisement you you spent all that time and all that sweat, blood, and tears on your ad. You have to kind of look at it that way, that this this first piece is is your advertisement. Or, you know, the the first single to your upcoming album. You know, or the you know, you like I said, I know uh but when you put things behind walls or whatever, you're really restricting yourself. And when you Make people have to jump through hoops to get to your stuff. You, you've lost. You've already lost ninety percent of the people that you sent your stuff to. So please, for your own, uh, for your own sake, oops, um, 
make sure your stuff is labeled correctly. Um, I don't care if it's in a whole other language. Label it correctly in that language. I get music from all over the place. I get um, one of the uh, places I always have fun trying to pronounce is music from Finland because I have no idea how they even speak that language. <laughs> um, my 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 son is uh, quite the uh, English major, you know, linguist and stuff, and uh, you know, yeah, that and uh, what is it, Iceland. Um, they have one of the hardest languages to learn in the world, I think. It's like actually like a thing. So, um, hey, fucking Robin. Um, thank you for following Rockin' Robin. Very awesome. And, uh, thanks to, uh, all the people hanging out. Over here on uh, Wisdom. Hopefully, uh, I'm helping put forth a little bit of wisdom from from our corner of the uh, the interwebs. It's it's one of the things that I see on a daily basis, man. And and I really i I try to put out posts, and I try to put out you know, and then you know, like the other day. Um, you know, I put out a post about, you know, letting PR companies or PR people know um, some of the some of the issues that uh, we're facing with um, some of the methods used. And somebody comments on the post saying, "This is how it should be," and it was so not how it should be. <laughs> Which, you know, they got a lesson in how it really should be, you know. And um, I always, you know, one of the things that I always try to do when I approach um, anybody um, about any, you know, thing or any thing that they've, uh, you know, put forth, even if it's wrong or, or, you know, bad or whatever, I try to find, you know, the positive or I try to at least... um, um, speak to the fact that you know they they put effort forth and that um, you know they're on the right track or you know um, something positive. Usually, if you lead with something positive, you get a better response when you're telling people that they're wrong <laughs> or that they've they've messed up or that this isn't right um, and that you know it's not the correct way to do this. Um, it, it just, you know, because, again, people can get their feelings hurt really, really easily with things like this because they do put a lot of hard work and, you know, um, thought into it. And then you get the people that you put all the hard work and the thought into the music itself and you've busted your ass, but you sell yourself short and nobody even knows about it because you can't even label your songs. And you... I can't tell you how many times it's. I bet I could open my email right now, and there's going to be an email in there with a band, um, and they're going to give me songs, and it's going to be the name of the band with the number one or the number three, because it's the third song on their CD. 
Great, it's the third song. Do I just call it number three on the radio? No, you you don't. You just, you know, um, a lot of times um, I try to, you know, tell them, hey, um, I'd love to play this, but it's not labeled. Um, But a lot of times you won't get a response because your email was part of a mass email. So... um, a lot of times your your response or your reply or your questions will go uh, unattended because again you you were just part of a mass email and then you get to thinking wow how much of a waste of time was this that the whole press kit is great but the very thing that would get a DJ to talk about you is wrong so it can't be done it's it's kind of bumming <laughs> it's like it's it's yeah it's it's just I don't understand I don't understand why you know I wish that wisdom could be bestowed upon me <laughs> I uh I, I do I do get it and I look I have I have uh, friends like Bangalo, um, he'll even admit that he's bad at that, but you know at least with him he has somebody like me that will help him and say hey just look I I fixed your email now take this and send that out <laughs> and and that's you know uh, but he's a friend and how many times are you gonna you know do that and then how many friends are you gonna really you know take the time you know so it's like you try to let people know but you know a lot of people are putting their time in places whoops that you know is is pointless like I I always you know try to measure okay how valuable was uh today for myself and or listeners um and you know how how valuable was it um to the bands and did i did i help at all um you know i know a lot of people uh, i don't i don't usually uh cuz of my time slot during the during the day i know that um, at least on the American side, I know that a lot of people, they're not going to be able to chat because they're working. I understand that. But I see you there. I see you listening. I know you're there. And that's and that's uh, great. I know that a lot of the, the show helps facilitate a lot of people's mornings and days. And, 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 that's, and that's what it's all about. And I try to, um, you know, on a regular basis, try to put some info or you know some some help out there that will you know not just be you know valuable but maybe um help people's perception on things because a great deal of you know the the downfall um of um any like personal life or you know we can even stretch it out to society in general um perspective when perspective is altered or perspective is, you know, um, changed, it can mean a hell of a lot. Um, when you are able to step aside 
from yourself and, you know, have a faux outer body experience, we'll say, and you're able to take away all of your all of your biases or all of your all of your thoughts about and just step out and look at it as an outsider it's it's it can be hard to do and it's very hard when you're when you're stuck in it when you're in the middle of the picture and you're all wrapped up and and all of the things it's very it's very hard to okay set this down and step aside. Take a look at all this. Does this seem normal to you? Does this seem right? Does anything make sense at all anymore? Things like this. If you are able to do this, you have already enhanced your quality of life um, tenfold. Uh, being able to to do this... Um, it's look there's a lot of people that will will down a destructive path or will go down a a path that is dark and in that path are these ruts and these ruts are hard to get out of and you find yourself very lonely because most people didn't follow this path that you went down because they saw where it was going and it isn't until you hit a breaking point, hopefully, for people, that you come to this epiphany. A lot of times it's too late for people. A lot of times people never are able to make these realizations. But for those that are, it can definitely be um, a wake-up call to yourself. When you finally take your ego and your pride and all that and set it aside and look at what you're doing as someone else, as an outsider. Being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes is one of the, the, the human traits that is an asset that people need to really exercise on a regular basis. Being able to see things through somebody else's shoes without your view of how they see things. And that's the thing. People, oh, I put myself in somebody else's shoes all the time. Yeah, it was weird to be in the shoes of somebody that's a racist, blah, blah, blah. You know, no, 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 no. You're putting your view in their shoes. Go put yourself in, you know, and that's how people get. It's just like they act like they're putting themselves or they're taking themselves out of the situation when really you brought all your bias and everything with you. <laughs> now, now all you're doing is pretending to be somebody else and doing it like a jerk. And, you know, I mean, you know, obviously these things are taken advantage of in like politics, the media, um, all that. Um, awesome. Yeah, we're going to be, uh, yeah, we'll be streaming on, um, on, uh, Twitch tonight and, um, yeah, Straight Homo will have us, uh, streaming over on his channel as well. And anybody, uh, a Celtics fan, definitely go check out his channel 
over on uh, uh, or a sports fan in general. And if you like to uh, like to talk shit during a sports game, go over, hang out with this man. <laughs> You'll be home. <laughs> but um, it, it's a it's a hard thing for people to do. Um, and especially nowadays where you have so much that tries to lock people in from one view or the other. And, you know, I myself, um, you know, when it comes to most anything, I try to be as in the middle of things, you know, as possible. I think taking sides or being on teams, unless you're playing sports, um, it doesn't usually end well, and it makes hypocrites of people, uh, because now, instead of, you know, standing up for what you think is right or what you think is um, should be done, you're just going along with what the team, the group, thinks. And that's, you know... Never underestimate the power of stupid people in groups. It's, you know, um, you know, and I don't want to get into the, you know, I'm more basing this on, you know, how to be able to step outside your, your own, and it, <sighs> drug addiction is one of the things that has been taking a lot of people, whether they're young, old, um, rich, poor, um, it grabs everybody. It doesn't care. And you would be surprised how many people, upstanding people, are drug addicts. And when I say drug addicts, I don't mean like, you know, they smoke some pot or stuff like that. No, that's that's not a drug addict. A drug addict is somebody, you know, that is either, you know, using their... Their prescription medications or street drugs or whatever on a daily basis in order to maintain um, because they have a drug addiction. Um, they have um, a habit that has taken them over physically. Now, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't understand drug addiction completely and don't understand how people, because people don't stop even when they want to because they're scared. And the thing that they're the most scared of is getting sick. And if you've ever experienced that or anything close to it, you'll understand. Oh, yeah, I would run away from that too. <laughs> so um, I think this same type of mentality, though, this bleeds over into it. Drug addiction kind of just strips away some of the pieces and shows us our our animalistic tendencies and the things that we'll be willing to do um, in order to to be normal or to, to feel normal um, and to not be crawling out of your own skin type of thing. Um, and why I mention this is because, you know, if you talk to recovering drug addicts, um, one of the things that you'll hear a lot is that they finally, you know, just took a look around and did not like what they were seeing. And they were sick and tired of being sick and tired. 
and a great deal of them were able to, in some way, step outside and look at what they were doing. Look at the cause, you know, the, the pain they're causing. Look at, you know, the cause and effect that's going on in their lives. These things are not just mutually exclusive to drug addicts. These are, you know, these are things that come in all sorts of different ways. And, you know, people seem to um, just put addiction at drugs' feet. But really, um, addiction comes in so many shapes and forms and in so many different ways. You know, now we have... You know, we have porn addiction, we have internet addiction, we have, um, which, mind you, uh, which is so ironic, because when they were putting these platforms together, they were using, they had doctors and psychologists helping them with how dopamine works. And how to keep people attached and how to keep people scrolling. This has all been worked down to a science in order to keep your ass on that platform. Meanwhile, your brain is getting eroded. Period. You're not completing thoughts. You can't it's you can't concentrate. You can scroll your ass off though. You can keep doing that and thinking that you're getting good information, but you're only getting bits and pieces and half of it's lies and the other half is just complete bullshit. It's It's easy to see how people can get addicted to these things. It's right there. It's readily available. Look, you know, most of you that are listening right now are carrying a device that is in the palm of your hand or can go in your pocket. Um, hmm. It's it's always there to comfort you. And have you noticed that the minute it don't work, how your your psyche reacts? And I'm not saying this is for all of you, but it's and I'm not saying it's this big like oh, but notice when you go to use your device and it doesn't do what you need it to do how fast that frustrates you or how fast you get worked up about it that's just a little bit of a a sign right there that hmm, perhaps I'm a bit too attached to this device or I'm a bit too attached to this thing maybe I should back off a little now you got plenty of people in the in the music industry and all that and in the media industries um, a lot of these people understand things on a few different levels um, and when it comes to some of the artists or whatever, um, you know, people say great pain makes great art. Um, you know, a lot of these artists, when they when they speak from the heart, when they say these things, it's because they've they've experienced or they know somebody 
who's experienced these things. Um, I have a I have a lot of respect for for people that have been through drug addiction um, and came out the other side uh, because you know not to get into the whole you know drug companies or anything like that but even even the help like we'll say this for instance I know this is getting a little bit off track but if if I'm addicted to opiates and I go down to the you know the clinic or whatever and say hey I need help getting off drugs you know what they're going to do they're going to put me on another drug well, it seems that these companies that are making the drugs that addict you, they also make the drugs that will help you get off of those drugs. But guess what? You have to take those drugs for a certain amount of time. It's it's a big... It's... Now, um, just for information's sake, there is a way to rapid detox. They have that ability to detox you. Um, in like three days, they put you to sleep, um, all this other stuff. But again, it all requires a bunch of drugs to get you off of it. Um, I, uh, I have a great lot of respect for people that, um, because these people, a lot of these people do have that, I guess, superpower <laughs> to, uh, something snapped in their brain and made them look at things um, you know I hear it from a lot of uh, ex-drug addicts it, finally I I took a step outside and looked around and did not like what I was seeing now I think perspective has been lost on a lot of people people have handed over their common sense their well, their perspective and anything handed over to media companies said, "Hey, you do my thinking for me." Well, these people ain't here to help you; they're here to help all their rich friends. Do you think that all these people that hang out with all these other rich types that want to make money off the plebs, do you think that they're here to inform you for your best interest or to help their rich friends? Let's think about it. I mean, it's kind of common sense. Take a step back and look at the big picture. So, you know, handing over your perspective or handing over, you need to, you know, be able to step outside all of your your views and all that. And, you know, like, just because somebody feels or sees things in a different way doesn't mean that they're bad or they're the other. It just means that they've lived a whole different life and have a whole different view on these things because of their plights, their struggles, their wins, their losses. So who are you to judge anybody you know nothing about? And that's the problem with a lot of today's societal woes. We we claim to be, you know, have all these big problems with the racisms and all this, but then we, in order to, 
to solve it, we become bigots. We become, we start labeling whole groups of people as bad or, you know, these things. Um, that's a loss of perspective. That's just, you know, and this is just, that's a, you know, that's more of a blatant example. But this, this goes right down to the, to the house, to your home, to your life, to your personal well-being. Um, a lot of people a lot of people um, again they've just given over all of their thought or their common sense and you know it's so easy to paint others or the thing as bad when you so desperately want that to be that way because it validates the way you feel. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily true or accurate or even reality, but it validates the way you feel. And that's what media groups and all these people take advantage of. So, when we're able to take a step outside of ourselves and say, hey, um, hmm, I don't think I'm doing this right, perhaps I should take a different approach. Just being able to do that with even the most minute things means means quite a lot, and it's an exercise that you know, um, you know. I know the the media companies and all that have been working so hard to rile people up to get people just fighting and you know it's it's really you know what it reminds me of is like high school when there was always that you know the the gossiping peeps that were always just trying to stir shit up and cause trouble and most of what they were saying was lies or embellished truths that you know were taken out of context and all that that's it's like it hasn't changed now it's just big league it's like the NFL version of high school. Great. It's, it's just awesome. Yeah. I, um, uh, you know, I've was working on an experiment with a friend and, uh, we have a, um, you know, a little blood pressure machine and, um, he has a um, one of them. Uh, I think it's a fib. Anyway, it's a it's a heart monitor. It it has a fibrillator thing with it, so you could like boom, zap people if you wanted. But um, it's it's got a heart monitor on it, <clears throat> and um, it's got the you know the patches that you stick to your uh, chest and all that to uh, to keep track. Of uh, you know, your heart rate. Well, 
we're working on a on a video, but basically the idea is to hook people up, and we already kind of know what these results are going to be, but the proof is in the pudding. Hook people up to heart monitors and then have them scroll social media. Just scroll it and watch what their heart rate does. It goes all over the place. Weird losing the chat. <laughs> um, it Now we know that you know, irregular heartbeats or high blood pressure, any of that is bad for your health. It's one of the number one killers out there. Um, it, in fact, do you know what kills somebody every 35 seconds somebody dies from? Every 35 seconds, somebody will die from CVD cardiovascular disease which comes in a lot of different shapes and forms but it's kind of food for thought every you know every minute somebody and one of the things that causes these problems is well high stress stressful situations erratic heartbeats for no particular reason um you're not exercising, you're not doing anything, you're sitting in a chair while your heart beats out of your chest because you're all upset about some meme or some story or something that BuzzFeed had to say about some stupid politician. Now you're all upset, and why? What's Because that's the idea. That's the Because they want you glued to it. So yeah, we're uh, we're working on that. It's it's been hard to kind of get uh, participants because I think people are um, well. For one, they got to be on the video. Number two, I think a lot of people in their heart of hearts know what the results are, and they know that this is unhealthy. They know that this is not right. But they're doing it anyway. So, you see, everyday people aren't so uh, different from drug addicts at all. Hey, Joseph Mojo McCarthy. Howdy, sir. Three, two, one. Good day. Hello, how are you, sir? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. You're on the radio, you know. I'm, I'm well. If, if I was a new... All right, if I was a new veteran, I'd probably get arrested. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so fun, it should be illegal. <laughs> so how are you... Uh... I was listening to uh, the last few minutes of what you're saying. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, you go. seems to be a, a delay between you and I, so a little bit uh, awkward in the timing, but I'll just go with it, and then about when I pause, <laughs> jump right in. Uh, I was listening to the last few minutes of your commentary, and it was right on, and I've been working on this 
framework, and I'd love to hear your take on it. And so it's my, my premise is that our natural response to stress uh, throughout history has been fight, flight, or freeze. And some people would add fought to that as well, but I'm just going to go with those three because those are very common, fight, flight, or freeze. And that's our natural instinct or survival mechanism that kept us alive back in the days when saber-toothed tigers and dinosaurs and disease were around every corner. Um, but those instincts still kick in, even though we've subdued nature and we're the apex predator and we've got medicine and all those type of things. That's just our instincts do that. But those three things don't serve us well anymore. They, they serve us well in our early stages of humanity, but, but now they are liabilities. And so these are three apps, fight, flight, or freeze. And our desired outcome from stress, another F word, is flourish. But how do we get from fight, flight, or freeze to flourish? And it's my premise, this is my working framework, uh, that the difference, the gap, what, what bridges the gap between our instincts and our intention to do something mindful and purposeful that's actually helpful, uh, in order to get to flourish, you have to focus. So that's this, the F word. And so I, I use my hand as the illustration. If you take your three fingers starting at your pinky, your ring finger and your middle finger, if that's flight, flight, or freeze, and your thumb is flourish, which is where you want to go, you got this big gap, this valley in between, and it's your pointer finger. And your pointer finger is it's your pointer finger because it points at what are you focusing on. If you're focusing on the problems, if you're focusing on uh, the issues, if you're focusing on the TV, like you said, if you're focusing on your addictions, um, then you'll stay stuck on that side of the balance. But if you just change your focus, even if you don't change your circumstances, but you change your focus on the things that are positive and good for you, you see what's it's gratitude, you know, things, the blessings in your life, the possibilities, then that's the bridge between our instinctual survival mechanisms and the opportunity to choose to flourish. Really, it's just a matter of focus. What are we focused on? And the mantra of my Pepperdine program uh, is was um, that you create the world that you pay attention to, which really talks about focus. The thing, if you focus on what's wrong, then you'll get more of that, right? That's a law of attraction. If you focus on what's good and what's awesome and what is possible, then that's what you'll get. And it's not always a, a direct, immediate response, but eventually that's the direction that you'll take. And so that's why I love that the pointer figure, the F is focus, because that points, it tells me, it reminds me, what am I focusing on? Which direction does that point? Is that the direction that I want to go? So that's, that's my working framework. I'd love to see what, how that resonates with you or doesn't. No, I think that's great. Um, do you, now, is this something that, um, like a, a book or something that you've been working on? Or? Well, hopefully, it, it's not yet. So really, this came out of my desire to come up with something that was TED Talk worthy. Right. So I, I don't know if I'll ever be on a TED. I don't know if I'll ever be on a TED stage. Or not. I, I believe that I will, but you know, that's still in the future, some point. But I, I, as I listened to TED Talks over the last couple of years, especially since COVID hit, I thought you know, these are really great ideas. These, these are ideas worth spreading. Do I have anything that I've experienced that I've learned along the way that's not the same old, same old that everybody else is saying? Or can I say it in a, in a different way that might resonate with a different audience? And this is one of those things where, as it came into focus, right, to use that word, 
um, I, I, I think this could be a TED-worthy talk. And then, of course, maybe if I TED talk gives me 18 to 20 minutes, a uh, book would allow me to flesh it out you know, chapter by chapter. Do you think that it's the seeds for a TED talk and or a book from your perspective already? Oh, yeah. I'm, well, I think there needs to be more of that. I think it needs to... And there's there's so much of these, you know, talks or whatever, you know, that obviously it gets... It always seems to stagger off into political genres and all that about, you know, the, the plight... The, right. The, the plight of, you know... Um, society and all these, you know, who's doing what wrong and why things are the way they are, where we need to be more focused on, you know, our, ourselves and why we feel uh, certain ways and why things, you know, everybody wants to to blame, you know, it's a, it's a human nature thing to want to blame the things around you for your problems when, you know, Absolutely. you yourself... You be just by being you are a pro, you know, a part of your problem, and you are the one that can fix that. And I don't think that there's enough people. I mean, you got like, um, like the Jordan Petersons, and um, there's a few others that are in his, um, you know, area that that try to, you know, talk more about the 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 mental aspect or people. But again, it always seems to stagger out into the politics or the social, where really people they need more things like you're talking about being, you know, and how to approach um, your your focus and be put yourself, you know, at least in a different rut. <laughs> So is it to your point, it's, even, even as you describe what the, the actual, what's happening in the world around us, that plays right into the framework that I'm working on, is that if, if I focus on the political arena and what's wrong and the gaps and the, the issues, I perpetuate those things. Right. I perpetuate them in my mind, I perpetuate them in my social media, I perpetuate them in my conversations in my relationships yep. so actually the things that I'm saying the things that I'm saying that I don't like I'm actually giving fuel to them I'm keeping mm-hmm. them alive right but if, if I flip that script and I say okay I'm going to talk about I'm going to focus on I'm going to share not the problems but the solutions right. or not the problems but the possibilities or not the problems but the things that are great the blessings right. and if, if that's what I focus on and that's what I talk about if that's what I share with my friends and family and on wisdom and that's what I perpetuate. That's the, what I give fuel to, and we'll get more of that. So it's, it's the idea of rather than stuffing, trying to stuff out the darkness, just light a match. Right. The darkness goes away. You bring you bring light instead of trying to. You know how do you, how do you turn off darkness? That's that's physically impossible. You can't turn off darkness. <laughs> you can turn on a light. Just flip the switch. Exactly. Yeah, and I, yeah, I really I think that's something that um you should really uh, pursue and, and flesh out. I'll, I'll definitely uh, help you promote that because, uh, awesome. you know, usually usually when you um, when we get the, uh, the TED Talks or whatever, it's something cringy or something that is more meant to be divisive where y- y- there's, 
not a whole lot anymore of you know the people trying to give advice on how to to refocus your perspective um, at least without conning them into giving them a bunch of money. <laughs> Is that 10 minutes already? Here he is. Three, two. You're back. You're back. Some of us are like I. I myself um, have a real 
uh, guilt problem. I can't, you know, I can't like lie. Or if I ever think that I've like done somebody, it like eats me alive. <laughs> it's like I, I have a real problem with thinking that I've, you know, um, you know, done somebody wrong in some way. And it, because I'm not that person. So it bothers me to, to have that, that guilt. And then you have some people that they don't have that at all. They don't, they don't, you know. But I think, you know, those those guilts and those um, those sad times, we need those to to help bring us to where we are. And I think like a lot of like parents nowadays, they're they're trying to strip so many plights or so many problems from their children growing up and it's like they forget that it was those problems and those plights that made you the responsible person that you are. It it was learning things you know, it, it's like you know, you have to go through those uncomfortable learning times. And then when you're done with it, you're like, oh, wow, not only wasn't that that bad, but look at me now, <laughs> you know? Exactly right. Exactly right. So the, the picture that comes to mind when you're telling me that, and I, I resonate with every word you just said, is the movie uh, of Wally. It's the Pixar movie Wally. Yes. And in the Wally, there's a society that left the planet that had all the problems, and they went on this big ship. Where everything is provided for them, every yep. comfort, all the food, all the entertainment, and their big giant marshmallow blocks. <laughs> yeah. They stand on their own two feet. Right? <laughs> this is a great metaphor for for growth. That if I don't exercise my muscles, if I don't have anything to, to resist, to push against, if there's no resistance, there's no growth. Right. And even even uh, the science would say when you're working out your muscles physically, there's what happens is push them hard enough there's little micro tears in the fibers at the molecular level and your body it's an alert to your body says okay go fix that right we got we have an issue go a red alert and they send whatever you know the chemicals and the nutrients to your muscles but not only do they fix the tear but they make it extra strong so it won't tear there again and so then you're little by little your muscles grow and they grow and they grow well that's that's also true emotionally and spiritually and intellectually it's through through the resistance that things grow. Right. And, and so hey, this is there's this real paradox to me because I hear the, the secret crowd uh, and the secret book saying what you resist persists. Okay, and I understand, so you don't want to keep resisting evil because you make the evil stronger. However, sometimes what you resist makes you stronger and gives you the power and the strength to overcome it. Right. So if we don't, if we don't resist anything, well, then we become the big, puffy metaphorical marshmallows that we can't stand for ourselves we can't stand for anybody else and we cannot resist anything in the temptation world right exactly i mean we need to be you need to be able to be put to the test in order to you know grow and and strengthen yourself and i mean i know it's it's human nature for like a lot of parents to want to take things you know they don't want to see their children struggle at things but it's like um they they have to because that's how they're learning and you know it's like when when they were a baby and they were struggling to walk did you just pick them up and carry them everywhere no you helped them walk you helped them learn how to walk and it sucked they had to use muscles they've never used ever (laughs) you know and they had to fall exactly Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, I'm a spiritual guy, and, and I believe God is my Heavenly Father, and that's, a lot of people can argue that in different ways, and I, I don't care to get any arguments at all. Right, right. I can say, you 
know, if God chose to define himself or describe himself so that we could understand him, who is an infinite transcendent being, as, as a father, that's, that's very intimate. And a good father, as you just said, wouldn't carry their child around everywhere and not let them learn how to walk or learn even how to fall. Because in learning how to fall, you learn how to stand back up. And we all have to do that. If, if, if we fall down once, metaphorically, in whatever the situation is, and we can't stand back up, we're toast. Right. We're done. Mm-hmm. We're over, right? That's not growth. Growth mm-hmm. is that, it's the climb. You, you, it's the, the, the stress that it takes to get to another level. But now, this goes right back to my metaphor about the framework of focusing. Am I focusing on the growth and where I'm going, or am I focusing on the obstacle? How big it is, how hard it is, how scary it is, right? Because if I focus on the issue, then I make it huge and it seems insurmountable. But if I focus on the possibility, on the, the wherewithal that I have, on the, the support I have from friends and or mentors, well, then suddenly I think I can do this. And so this is in Lord of the Rings. This is the Sam side of the Frodo character. Right. And some, some others or some critics would say that they're really the same character. They've just been divided. And it shows the two sides of our nature. Frodo's side is, I'm scared, I'm afraid, I want to go back to the Shire. And Sam, who, let's say he is the same character, but he's the side of hope that says, okay, I don't know the answer, but I know we can do this together. Right. Which side are you going to focus on, right? That's, it's just a matter of focus. The circumstances don't change. Things don't become easy. The, the, the problems don't fall away. You just realize that the problem is now an opportunity for me to get stronger and to grow and to learn and then I can bring that to others. Exactly. Well said, man. I think you should really uh, definitely get this uh, flushed out and structured. And uh, I think it'll... Like I said, people need more things like this, and they need them readily available and, you know, like like this platform and stuff, being able to do this, this, this helps out a lot. You know, every, every, you know, even if it's three people listening, those three people are going to take something away and they might share it with three other people, you know, and it's just, it's, it's very good. I'm a firm believer in the butterfly effect. Yes. I flap my tiny little delicate wings on this side of the earth and the energy waves are all connected so it reverberates around the world and it might even create a tsunami on the other side of the world and I'll never know it that's fine because I don't need to take credit for it it's not coming from me it's coming through me and the source right. is greater than I but I'm just going to keep flapping and leave the results and the outcomes in the hands of my creator you know and well no matter what way uh, you look at things um, whether it be uh, spiritual or whatever sometimes you you just gotta you know we'll say you just gotta let fate take the wheel and you know I've I've set the groundwork and let's just hope that I I set the path the right way and if you did you know you will come out on the end boy Mojo this has been great I nice to meet you man pleasure to meet you sir absolutely I hope we can keep these discussions going Yes, definitely. Uh, we got to uh, we got to wrap up the radio end of thing, but we'll be talking to you. All right, bless you, brother. Have a great day. Bless you. Have a good one, man. Yeah, that was great. All right, Mr. Mojo, go check him out. I'm sure. I think I've seen him chatting around here in other uh, in other conversations. So definitely uh, look and and be on the lookout for his TED talk because wow, that uh, again. Um, I, I truly believe, I know we, uh, 
we kind of staggered away from music and got more into, um, you know, the, not just uh, spirituality, but the, uh, you know, the way of things, the way of life, and uh, the, uh, the habits that us human creatures tend to um, have. I... I really think that it sometimes even smart people that you know I, I have plenty of smart friends that they get all wrapped up in the the media and all the stories and stuff and it's like do you hear yourself when you talk and then they turn around and they talk about conspiracy theorists on you know it's like I think you need to take a step back and look at what you're doing dude you know it's like you're too in it you're too wrapped up and I you know even intelligent people and that doesn't just it's not we're just I'm just using the, like the media and stuff for an example because it's an over you know it's a it's a big example to point at and it's an obvious one um but this this is in everybody's life every day even into the minute scale you know and it, Look, we all are in our own little worlds, doing our own little thing. But when you, uh, um, when you, uh, Mojo, Mojo Amy, same guy. Um, I'm not sure. Matt from California. Um, I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. Um, yeah, different guy. Um, but yeah, we'll get him on the show sometime too. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely, back back to that, I, I definitely think, whoops, I definitely think there needs to be more of what, you know, Mojo's talking about. And um, people need to, to take that step and to learn how to step outside yourself. Um, I'm a big fan of Carl Jungian, the Jungian theory, um, which, um, you know, it's deep and there's a lot to get into and it's a, you know, it can get you into a head spin. But, um, you know, basically there are, you know, there's always three of you. Um, you know, there's the, there's the real you, there's the ego side, and then there's the side that you show everybody. Um, and these are all different things, and they're all depending on, you know, where you are and what you're doing. So you already kind of possess that ability to, you know, change perspective. But a lot of people, without even knowing, are changing perspective nefariously by changing someone else's perspective on them. And that includes lies and distortions and all that. Um, I I know plenty of people. I've been in relationships with people that are just nonstop liars. And they're also abusive people. And they're violent. And when things aren't even at least pretended to see, it's like they, they don't even want, they don't even care if you actually believe it, just as long as you act like it and say it and that transcends into you know we have abusive people just like this in all facets of our lives and even you know 
um, when it comes to the the entertainment industries and stuff. We have plenty of people that are trying to, you know, stifle creativity, put it down. Um, I don't want to be better over here. I just want to make everybody else be worse so I can rise to the top type of idea. Um, so... So yeah, I I believe he's he's another guy. We'll I'll, we'll have to check him out after I uh, get off the air. But um, we uh definitely this is uh this is a, I know I heard some people on here um getting kind of mad about um getting uh some strikes or whatever because of some of their topics or whatever. Um, well, just keep in mind, there's a, there's a fine line between, you know, sharing wisdom and sharing your view or um, your, your bigoted outlook on things. And that's what's getting people in trouble is they're sucked in and they don't even know it. They're sucked into to seeing all of these others, these groups, these bad things everywhere. When people are just people, man, trying to live their lives, it's you won't be mad. Get mad at the people labeling all these groups of people. So, you know, it's like if I go to a Metallica concert and I see a bunch of people wearing Metallica shirts, yeah, you know what I'm label them as? Metallica fans. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, these uh, we need to get away from that. We we do too much uh, labeling and too much uh, grouping of things. Um, it's not that cut and dry. The, life is way more ambiguous. There's way more gray areas. There's you know, it's not that easy. You know. Um, and when, you know, you have talking heads talking about being uh, against, you know, certain things, but then literally doing those same things in order to make their point, that these are the woes that we get stuck in. And, um, you know... Uh, me and Straight Homer have talked a lot about, you know, how there's like gatekeepers and, you know, there's gatekeepers in music and, you know, people that think they are the authority on, you know, what people should like or dislike. And if you like this, you're dumb. And if you don't like this, then what's your problem? You don't like music. You know, it's like if, you know, and people get way too overboard and aggressive. Now, I don't really call it bullying or anything like that I just call it people with shitty attitudes but you know like uh, the band Tool um, their latest album didn't grab me like the other ones did and I just you know had shed some of my you know and it instantly turned me into not a Tool fan well Mr. Thinking that I'm not a Tool fan I've seen them probably more times than you, I, I own all their albums, most of them I have even on vinyl, blah, 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 I could go down the road. I'm allowed to say that I don't like something, and that, you know, I feel a certain way about that, and my opinion is valid, either way, 
And that works in regular life. But when you group everybody together, you have these gatekeepers that say, okay, everybody in here, we all feel and think the same way, right? No. As far as the radio side, that's been about my time. Everybody out there, try to treat you at least halfway decent, civil, almost human-like, if you can pull that off. I'll catch the rest of you on the flip. Anybody want to continue the conversation, we'll be over on Wisdom. You can find us over there, and uh, you can always find us on Twitch and the radio every day, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 2 p.m. UK regions. Every day, the station you listen to right now and every Wednesday night on Digital Revolution Radio, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For everybody on the radio, stay tuned. Tons of awesome coming up next. Have a good day, everybody. Radio. Radio.